103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles. Now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. And we've got a excellent show lined up for you tonight. Going to talk a little Batesville football. And then we're going to switch gears and go basketball with East Central and Batesville coaches and finish things off talking to Coach Gregory Mulligan about Batesville Swim. I'm excited about that one, but kicking things off the way that we normally do. And before I even jump to that, I do quickly want to thank our sponsors once again, the aforementioned Ison Family Pizza, Gehrings, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutsweller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. And kicking the show off the way we do each and every week, my friend, your friend, soon to be everybody's friend, head coach of the Batesville Bulldogs, Coach Evan Ulrich. Coach, welcome to the corner. Thanks for having me. Definitely a pleasure to speak with you after such a, uh, I, I don't know the adjective to use, uh, to say it was a great win just seems a little flat. It just felt like it was a little more than just another win. Obviously, in sectional play, survive and, and, and uh, advance is the name of the game. You guys were able to do that Friday night. Yeah, and like I said, you know, just just proud of our guys' overall um, effort and attitude. And um, like, like I said, I thought we played a, a pretty good second half. Uh, wasn't you know perfect football, but it never really is. But uh, I thought just uh, emotionally, um, just uh, it was a it was a good half, um, a very good half of football, inspired football. I thought a group that played as if it was um they were playing for something which mm-hmm. they were you know and right. so uh, it was good to see our guys respond to half and come out and and execute you know get a couple touchdowns and i and i feel like uh, at that point it just sort of felt um things were under control um you know but to centersville's credit they, they'd won seven games they'd won a lot of football games and uh, we knew it was not going to be easy but they kind of battled but again you know our defense kind of uh stood up and i you know kate kaiser had a heck of a night with three mm. interceptions and then uh to be able to kind of take the ball and pound it on that last series to finish it off was nice nice way to just kind of put the cherry on the top yeah it seemed like a complete game from your squad but just a little bit talk to us a little bit about how difficult from a accident as a coaching standpoint was it going up against a squad that you may not have been as familiar with as, as some of the other teams that you play and then again like you said back to back seven uh, seven win comp- conference wins two years back to back so you know there's some um, level of aptitude there that these guys can play the game uh, but again you you know you don't really know <laughs> until you step foot on the field yeah I mean um, you know obviously it's a new to new coaching uh, head coach mm-hmm. um, you know we we fortunately last year to some degree I guess you say um, we scrimmaged them mm-hmm. uh, up at Delta and at one of our summer scrimmages back in 2021 um, but I mean I other than but they they were pretty senior loaded the year prior and a really good team and uh, ran a completely different offense sure defensively it was kind of that 3-4 what we saw on Friday um, but uh, yeah I mean other than that, you just knew, and I, I just knew when we scrimmaged them last year, like it was a gritty, tough bunch. It reminds you a little bit of like the Franklin County, just kind right. of, uh, you know, that type of group and, you know, uh, of kids that uh, weren't necessarily 
um, you got some big kids, but not all big. They're, they got some speed and uh, just a culture of winning. And um, you know, here recently and, and and obviously this year, so we knew it was going to be a tall task. Mm-hmm. I mean, to go into a place they haven't lost at home in a long time. I hadn't lost this year at home at all. Um, we just knew it was going to be tough. It was going to be a tough trip to go out, to go there, go to an unfamiliar area that you've never been and play against an unfamiliar foe. And um, But like I said, even on Friday, uh, I feel like the nice thing is with our schedule mm-hmm. um, is that it's tested. You know, right. you look at our two non-conference games, EIAC is the EIAC. Sure. And then you look at, you know, we opened off the year playing Indian Creek, which mm-hmm. is a good football program, a good team. And then Milan as a a very respectful program and obviously a, you know a rivalry game in itself i mean our, our schedule just preps us i think for for games like that right. uh, we had some adversity we've dealt with um, things and and i felt like um, that kind of seasoned this young group um you know i think and it kind of helped prepare them for for a victory in the first round and now hopefully we can get on to round two and get another one exactly that game um friday night uh saw uh, one of your wide receiver stars in uh, Bryson Benelli come back to the starting lineup and it seemed like it did uh, did the offense well to have that extra extra hand on the field yeah I mean when you can have Bryson and Cade two big long athletic guys on the outside I mean that that makes a huge difference in our offense mm-hmm. um, you know and I think uh, for the most part, you know, we were able to take some calculated chances and push it down vertically. And I thought, uh, you know, obviously Bryson caught one, Damian Dance caught one. It frees Damian Dance up, Alex mm-hmm. Kreckler's of the world, even in the past, Carson Schneider, that when you got two guys that really can help take the top or gets a lot of attention, yes. those guys on the underneath, they just find ways to get open or get lost because there's there's a lot of attention being uh, spent to, to 20 and 23. And, um, but, Again, just continue to be proud of just kind of how that group collectively, mm-hmm. I feel like, just continues to get better, and we're kind of putting more and more athletes out there. Um, you know, it took time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I'm sure some people are like, well, why haven't they been doing this all year? Well, <laughs> um, I'm sure most people can realize most of those guys that we're talking about, other than Bryson, are sophomores. Right. It takes time for those guys. Uh, they, You know, they, they look like sophomores week one. By the end of the year, they start looking like juniors, mm-hmm. and um, you can kind of really start putting more on them, and um, to their credit, they've they've taken more, absorbed more, uh, and risen to the occasion. So just proud of their efforts and just offensively and defensively because some of the same guys we're talking about have played really well on the defensive side of the wall too. Right. You you made you mentioned Damian Dash and uh, Dance and Boy early on that first half. I mean, it was the Damian show, and he made what what I liked about it was his number was called. He got his opportunity, and he made the most out of every single touch. Yeah, I mean he, he's a he's a tough, hard nosed kid, and um, you know, and what's interesting is that uh, with Damien, just to kind of go on a little bit, I mean he's he, he's a kid that talks a lot, uh, <laughs> talks a lot, and great, great <laughs> in, in the right way. He, sure, um, but. And I remember in the summer, you know, he he wanted to play wide receiver, and um, he did not look like a wide receiver right. at all. I was like, you know, Damien, I think you need to come over and play running back. Mm-hmm. And of course, he wears eighty eight. Right. I'm kind of one of those guys. Eighty eight in the backfield that just looks so odd. <laughs> but you know, he played JV, was running all over the place in JV. I mean, he was just a stud in JV. And then right. obviously, Bushley gets hurt. He's got to come in and, and play. So that was a short lived experience down in JV playing running back. And then we, you know, he played corner, and it kind of times go. And then, of course, but you got to keep in mind, Damian had always told me, he's like, Coach, I just want to play wide receiver. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think you realize how good a receiver I am. I'm like, 
Damien, I think I've seen enough of you running around <laughs> and talking. And uh, we, you know, we just kind of, we'll see. Sure. Maybe we'll start mixing him in our jet game, right. which as the season went, okay, hey, he's really come into himself defensively. Mm-hmm. Let's now work on it. And it was more of the thought of, let's just run run some jet some jet sweeps sure. and, and things like that with him and get him in the action. And then all of a sudden, you know, our pass game coordinator, you know, Coach Benelli, Jack Benelli, is like, man, I really like Dan. I think he can catch the ball. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, what, lo and behold, yeah. you know, he's he's coming to himself, going back to Greensburg. He had a couple catches and a couple plays in the Greensburg game. He had a couple plays um, in Franklin County, yes. right? And then uh, and we just missed him on a big pass play in that Franklin County game as well. And uh, and obviously, you know, he had a good game against Connorsville and had another touchdown grab on on on, on Friday. So, uh, great kid, right. funny kid, right. uh, never stops talking. But uh, but uh, man, he he's uh, maybe he should be a coach. I don't know. <laughs> he he just knew he was going to be a wide receiver. But uh, now he's just good with the, you know he can he's good running and catch. Just a sure. tough, hard nosed kid. He's a wrestler. Um, you know, he just he's he's gritty. And, that's good. Yeah, it, like I said, it's been fun to watch his his development. Now with the background, it's even <laughs> it's even more funnier uh, to, to see how he's come along this season. But you know, we we've talked about it from week to week about that coming along week to week. It takes time. It's, you know, the, the team that you roll out in August is not the team you're going to be running with late October. Um, and that's that's been true all along the way. You felt like the secondary was one of those spots that really took major leaps from August in, until now. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I think it was you, they had to play better. And I think there was even a part where it probably got delayed even a little bit more when you had Jonathan Bushley, you know, mm-hmm. a really good junior for us, um, go down in week two. And, um, you know, just just pained you to still even talk about that, you know, because, I mean, just – Obviously, you insert him. I mean, just how much better? Right. I mean, I mean, but now, like depth wise, we are pretty deep back there. And you know, and obviously, you know, it's like, you know, Trent Kincaid's had a really good year. I mean, he missed a couple games, and when he went down, obviously, we got guys and 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 uh, Will Geisel and Bar- mm-hmm. Bryson Benelli that could go out there. Evan Williamson has played. You know, he's Evan's kind of played a multitude of positions in his four years of playing some linebacker to outside linebacker to safety to corner. Uh, he's been able to kind of work out there. So we got guys that have kind of worked in at that position. But when you look, you know, look, the progress of Damian Dance from Milan. Yeah. You know, I'm sure if you remember the first series, Bushley goes down, we're up mm-hmm. 14 nothing. Milan responds on a big pass play that gets behind him right. and, and, and Cade Kaiser, two sophomores, of where that moment we were in that play to kind of where we're at now. I mean, we had a couple boneheaded plays against Connorsville. But for the most part, those guys have played on that back end very well. And again, when, you, like I said, Cade and, uh, and Lucas Wells, another sophomore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dance that we've talked about, but even, you know, Will Geisel's been in there, you know, another sophomore. Um, they have just leaps and bounds, you know, of when Indian Creek threw the ball all over us week one to now when you've played some other teams now that want to right. throw the ball, and I feel like we've done a really good job of slowing that down. I've uh, been very pleased. Yeah, and, and just so that our listeners get a clear illustration of what we're talking about, you know, this Centerville team, um, a pass-happy team. I got a quarterback, QB, with 1,500 yards, some 23 passing touchdowns on the season. That's high school, folks. And... Baseball holds them down to one 
touchdown, and that was on a short field because of a turnover. So when you so when you talk about uh, that back end really coming along, I mean that's the type that's the type of plays that they're coming up with. You mentioned Indian Creek. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, looks like we'll be hosting them on Friday. What is your conversation with the team, knowing the way the season opened up, playing that team, and how um, you know there were moments in the game where they kind of picked on us, if you would, mm-hmm. um, through the air? Uh, what, what's been your conversations with the team? Well, I think our guys know we're a different team, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at the same point in time, as I tell them, so are they. Mm-hmm. Right, they, you know, they they're a different team. Um, you know, I think a better team as well. Um, and, and I know they're well coached. You know, Casey Gillen, you know, is is a really good coach, really good mind, a good offensive mind. And we know um, they're going to have everything, and, and they're they're going to have it scouted well. And um, that's the nice that's the thing of playing a team a second time. It gets more and more difficult the more you play teams sure. because obviously you've you get a true on scout and right. you've played and played and played you can continue to adjust and you know all that so it's going to be an interesting uh, task uh you know uh, again another team that likes to to spread it out mm-hmm. um they look very similar to us They'll, they insert you know an h back and things like that a couple different ones and they want to run run some zone read and some inside zone and you know a little outside zone just kind of what you typically when you flip on the tv and what you see most times sure. teams running nowadays sure. and and a quarterback that can flat out sling it yeah. you know and easily and he's a southpaw so it's and it's it looks good i mean mm-hmm. he, their, their offense looks very smooth they're scoring a lot of points um we got to find ways to um take away some of their um their key things that they like to do and get right. them into plan B and plan C. Um, I think we've just done a, such a better job with you know, our guys this year of trying to take away what certain teams want to do best and mm-hmm. make them have to get to plan B and plan C uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, you know, it's going to be a tall task. Um, not going to be easy, but uh, winning games in late October and in November is never easy, right? right? There, there's no bad teams playing, so we just um, we got to find a way to execute our plan, um, be flawless uh, with that, and, and be very sound in all three phases. Put ourselves in a position. You know, we felt like as bad as it felt mm-hmm. at times. You know, in that last time that we played, I mean, it was thirteen thirteen. Yeah, right. And then yeah. they scored on a flurry of. You know, we had a turnover on downs at midfield and the onside kick that really flipped all the momentum in the right. world. Um, you know, a couple plays here or there, but that's kind of how this game is. And it, it kind of got away from us, and we couldn't. We were trying to play catch up the rest of the, the, the second half. But um, yeah, it, it, it'll be a tough task for us. But I, I, I have the most confidence in the world of our guys on both sides of the ball to execute the plan and go get a win. Last, last question, Coach. Uh, you know, so Friday night. So Indian Creek, they play. They played Franklin County, um, a familiar foe. In fact, uh, a win over Franklin County. I think I probably said at the time, probably at that point in the season, the most complete game that you guys had played um, to date. They beat Franklin, but Franklin County, but they only beat them by one point. Is there? Do you glean anything from that thirty-seven, thirty-six? Loss by Franklin County, victory by Indian Creek. You, you take anything away from that? No, um, to be honest, right. I, I, I um, if anything, you you can compare. We've played them, so we sure. kind of understand their speed and our speed and things like that. Um, 
it's interesting. I, I, I have always told our guys, even when Coach Raver was here and we would used to talk about mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, you just can't. Right. Every matchup's different. Mm-hmm. Every matchup's different, and uh, matchups are critical. You know, mm-hmm. our strengths, other teams' strengths, our weaknesses, and those, that's really in about any sport, right? So you can't necessarily scoreboard watch mm-hmm. or say this or say that. I mean, heck, you could look at ours and things would be like, what? Right. You know, right. things just don't make sense. Sure. It was that score at half or that score against that team, but yet the only, you know. Sure. And as I tell them, there's always reasons, right? Well, we didn't play very good. Well, obviously. So, you know, like other players and other teams, the same thing. Or they got injuries. Or they got this or that. that. Right. All I know is that, obviously, uh, Indian Creek's well coached. Um, they can score points. They can score them in bunches. Um, they obviously will give up points, but they also play an up-tempo. They play a lot of possessions. You can score on them. Um you know, we just got to be tougher. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and both both physically and mentally. I thought we well, the first time we played them, we physically um, won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told our guys, and I even going back to when we played these guys in August, and when we left Franklin College, I said, man, I just have this feeling we're going to play these guys again. Right. And I think if anything, you can walk out like we stopped the run, mm-hmm. we ran the ball well. We won in the trenches, but yet we walked out of here with with, uh, with a loss. Right, and the reasons why we were very sloppy in special teams, mm-hmm. and we turned the football over a little bit as well, in in impromptune times, and that was the difference in that game. Again, it's going to come back to same story here. Sure, causing turnovers, play clean football, play clean the special teams. Um, don't let don't beat us. Mm-hmm. You know, beat them. Right, and so. Uh, if we can do those things, uh, that's it. You know, I try not to focus too much on Franklin County, other than schematically sure, <laughs> what's sure. going on. I have a lot of respect for Wes Gilman and, and, and Franklin County. I knew that that was going to be a tough, a tough game uh, for anybody. You sure. know, even if we would have had to play them again, right? You know, that, that's a really good football team. And I even said that night when we played them. Yeah, we played really well. This is a really good football team. It was a good win for us. Um, that, that's a really good win for Indian Creek to make that long trip. Mm-hmm. play uh, in Brookville, an unfamiliar area, and uh, to come out of there with a win. I mean, that's a good win. Now they uh, got to come to our place. That's right. And uh, we're two familiar foes, obviously, from week one. A little different, but a lot of similarities. Just going to come down to execution. Hopefully we're the, the team that executes better on Friday. <laughs> there you go. And, folks, you can help these Bulldogs execute to their uh, to their finest of their abilities by coming out Friday night, game time, 7 p.m. at the Dog Pound. Um, if you can't catch the game, of course, we will have it for you right here on Country 103.9 WRBI. Coach, look forward to seeing what uh, you guys put on display Friday night and hopefully next Monday. We're talking about the next week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. That was Bulldog head coach Evan Ulrey. A uh, big game here in the second round of uh, sectional play here. Got a big victory last week in round one, and we will see what they do in round two. Coach's Corner rolls on here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? 
Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Live and work at high speed with Great Plains Communications. We have the reliable fiber-driven solutions to fit the expanding needs of your home or business, including internet, streaming video, security, managed Wi-Fi, voice, and more. Sign up today and experience the difference that comes from working with a local provider with over a century of experience serving homes and businesses in Indiana and beyond. Log on to gpcom.com to learn more. Speeds and service availability may vary. Other restrictions and limitations may apply. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. We all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Welcome back to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arney. And we want to thank our sponsors for making the broadcast possible. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Hurt and Elko, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and Margaret Mary Health. Just finished speaking with Batesville Bulldogs head coach Evan Ulrey. They got a huge game Friday night at home. Come out and check them out. Bulldogs will be taking on Indian Creek. Of course, if you recall, they opened the season with Indian Creek. It was a one-possession loss. Came down, honestly, to the last series of plays. So you know it's going to be a good one. And this one's for all the marbles. Survive and advance. That'll be the name of the game Friday night, 7 o'clock at the Dog Pound. We change gears briefly we move from away from football we go to basketball and joining us now on coach's corner is east central head basketball coach kevin moore coach moore welcome to the corner thanks appreciate it man as you just alluded to it doesn't feel like basketball season outside we're here yeah no doubt about it and i mean it is hard for me to even wrap my head around you guys open up your season Next week? Uh, a week from Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Well, Coach, I can remember talking to you. And I don't know if we had this conversation last year or the year before, but it was at the sectional championship game, and you said to me then, you said, we've been banging our head against this wall to break yeah. through to get a sectional championship. Now you sit with three sectional championships in a row. Did exactly what you said. Yeah. You felt as once you could break through, you could make it a regular thing you have. Yeah. And now I would assume that the goal, you set this, you start this season off with the goal, now to break through at that regional level. Yeah, and, and with the um, veteran group that we have coming back, you know, a lot of these kids, we have nine seniors, which wow. is the most we've ever had. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think we're hitting the ground running. You know, we're we're well ahead of where we typically are at this time of the season just because they've been through it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they know the expectation. They know what we're looking for. Um, and, and I know, you know we haven't really spoken about long-term goals with this group because inevitably we all have the same goal. And, sure. and uh, we've, we've cut down that sectional net, but – 
in the last three years, you know, we, we've lost in the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16 each of those three years. And, and as you alluded to, we're right there knocking. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, possession here, possession there in all of those games. So um, really eager to see this group play and uh, hopefully carry on this winning, winning ways. And when you reach this part, I mean, like we said, you're a week out just for you as head coach. What's that anxiety level, that excitement level, that, yeah. you know, wh- where are you just in your, your preparation as the, as the head coach, as, right. as the skipper of this ship, sure. right? Where, where are you right now, week before? Um, so I, I'm a very um, organized person. I, mm-hmm. Probably if my wife would say a little bit over the top, <laughs> and my players probably too. But uh, no, I'm excited. It, um, it all kind of hits us at once because we have our youth league starting, mm-hmm. and we've got all these various things. So, uh, I, I guess I best explain it as basketball isn't a four or five month job for me. Right. It's a long, long term deal where we're, we're implementing things in the spring and the fall to get us ready for this point. So now it's just a matter of I'm more nervous for practice than mm-hmm. I am games. Is that right? I want to make my make sure I'm utilizing my practice time appropriately so that when we're playing games, my kids are ready to play. Um, so I am uh, more nervous for tomorrow than I am for next Tuesday. Right. I want to make sure I have, I have uh, my practice plan planned accordingly to, to have our team ready for next Tuesday. You talked about the youth program going on, and it seems like you guys have a – I mean, a successful would probably be an understatement. You guys have an excellent Thank you. youth program out there. How important is it? To be able to get to those kids at those early ages, stay with them, stay in touch sure. with them, in, in order to make sure – because let's, let's be honest – East Central basketball isn't about having a great team and rebuilding. You guys legitimately just reload. You yeah. graduate great seniors and you plug in some more. Yeah. How important is that youth program? Well, we we talk about it's sustained success and, yeah. and there's there's a there's a plan, there's a blueprint. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away. Sure, but, sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The you know, it it uh I enjoy working with the youth. Like right. tonight. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I typically work with our middle schoolers after my varsity practice. Now, mm-hmm. I probably don't always make my wife happy and my kids <laughs> at times, but you know, for us to sustain success, success that's that's the stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've committed to that, not only myself, but my assistant coaches, our middle school coaches, and then our, our family members in our community, they kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the way down to third grade, uh, all the way up through eighth grade right now, we have 174 kids mm-hmm. in our, we call it our future Trojans League. So, um, and it kind of, you pay it forward. So our varsity kids coach some of the third and fourth grade teams. So, wow. and those kids were once third and fourth graders being coached by varsity kids when they were young. So wow. it just kind of, you know, we, we try to make those connections and, you know, um, we earmark certain kids as early as third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade because mm. we want to work with them and yeah. make sure that you know they're on the right track so that when they become high school players, they can carry on that winning tradition. Wow. wow. Third or fourth grade. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Coach, <clears throat> you got a hot mic in your hand. Yeah. I mean, granted, sound, like I said, it sounds like the youth program is going well, but you got a hot mic in your hand. What do you want Southeastern Indiana to know about this ball club and – if I'm an incoming freshman and I've never played, mm-hmm. uh, never played organized sports, organized basketball, what's your pitch? I mean, like I said, you got a hot mic. Yeah, no, I mean, well, we 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 um, we preach competitiveness mm-hmm. and having fun, and and in order to do that, you have to have the right mix of kids. So sure. 
we want kids that want to compete, and not just in games, but in practice. Every drill, every every scenario that we put them in, they want to. You know, I want kids that want to compete, and, and we do that. And we have kids that want to do that. Um, we play fast, like we get up and down the floor, mm-hmm. whether it be you know, our transition game into our motion stuff, or defensively, we're we're going to come get you, and we're going to trap you, and we're going to press you. And, you know, that kids want to play that way, right? Um, and there's times where maybe we walk it up, or we run some sets, or we slow the thing down, but uh, you know. Kids need instant gratification these days, more so maybe now than ever. And you know, we we, um, we we try to teach our kids to play basketball, not teach them plays, right. and and just let them go out and have fun and, and show their skill sets. All right, that's interesting. Basketball versus plays. That's that's good stuff. That's good. Stuff. And it, I mean, well, I mean, we see what we see it at every level, right? Yeah. We see what goes on in uh, you know whether it be WNBA. Well, maybe sure. not so much as WNBA as much as the NBA, but even at the college level, that you'll you'll see that game where you're like, what game are yeah. they playing? Because yeah. that's not basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of isolation stuff. <laughs> yeah. So good deal there. Well, coach, listen. Con- uh, good luck to you with the season starting a week from tomorrow night. I think it's Franklin County. We play um, Shelbyville this Thursday in a scrimmage situation. Mm-hmm. And next week we open up with uh, South Dearborn, Richmond, and then the following week is Franklin County. Okay, well, well, yeah, well, good luck there. Listen, we want to make sure we definitely reach back out to sure. you middle yeah. of the season. Want to see how we'll things. Come back, are. Yeah, yeah I'll bring some of the kids next time. By all means, yeah, bring some of those non-seniors because I'm sure they got some stories <laughs> yeah, to tell. I'm sure, yeah, they'd love that. <laughs> all right, that was. Uh, uh, East Central Trojans, Lady Trojans head coach Kevin Moore coming off of three consecutive uh, sectional championship uh, championship titles and looking for their first regional to this year. Very well, may be the year. Coach's Corner will continue after this right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt and Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. One woman in eight will develop breast cancer during her lifetime. But the good news is its survival rate is high when detected early. All women should receive their first mammogram by the age of 40. At Margaret Mary Health, they offer 3D mammography. This advanced technology can increase early detection of breast cancer by as much as 40%. To schedule your appointment, call their Women's Imaging Center at 812-933-5602. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Coach's Corner continues, thanks to the sponsorship from some of our friends and neighbors, 
Bronze Gutswiller, Great Plains Communication, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, Garings, and of course, beautiful Ison's Family Pizza down here in downtown Batesville. That's where we are right now. When you drive by George Street, give us a honk, give us a wave, let us know you are listening. We just finished up speaking with East Central Lady Trojans head coach Kevin Moore, and they're ready to get things kicked off in about a week a week from tomorrow night, matter of fact. Um, they'll start their new season and in search of that elusive regional title, three back-to-back-to-back sectional championships, and they're looking to break through at the next level. We're going to keep it with basketball and stepping up to the plate. Uh, none other than Batesville Bulldogs men's head basketball coach, Coach Aaron Garrett. Coach, welcome to the corner. Thanks, Terrence. It's good to see you. Good to see you. I, I mean, I, I'm, I really cannot believe that it is basketball season already. I mean, you guys starting two weeks from tonight. Yeah, and on the school side, it seems like it was a sprint to fall break. Yeah, which is a great thing. That means I have a great group of kids in class, so classrooms fun. And then fall workouts have went well. And two weeks from tonight, we'll officially get it started, where we can practice every day instead of just two days for two hours a week. That's actually one of the things I wanted to ask you. Kind of take us behind the the velvet rope. I was talking with Coach Moore about you know just as the head coach, mentally, physically, where are you at this point? in the school year when you know that you've got the season starts two weeks from now tomorrow you can start practicing on regular uh, take us give us a, a a day in the life when you're this time of the this a time day of year. in the life <laughs> <laughs> um terrence this time of year is by far the busiest right so what it looks like is and this happened probably three years ago back when i first started coaching we could have open gyms mm-hmm but literally, the coaches could just sit there and watch, quite frankly, bad basketball. Wow. Right? As guys went up and down the floor, et cetera. But I don't know if it's been around three to five years ago, they allowed us to start going twice a week to up to two hours a week, uh-huh. above and beyond your, your strength and, and weightlifting. So I run the fall just like I would have practiced. Okay. Now it is tilted, skill work. We're doing some schematic work, but then quite a bit of playing too, just to let these guys play and, and learn through the experience of getting the reps by playing. And for us, just in terms of my family schedule, that's been mainly Monday, Wednesday, which allowed me to miss not very many things of Lincoln and Winston, who are also in sports. Right. So I always appreciate my basketball guys kind of flowing around my schedule. And it works pretty nicely. Get started right away there in the middle, begin the week, hit in the middle of the week. They have a nice break until the next Monday. Mm-hmm. So the IHSAA, we get started back. You know this, and I'll take you back to the end of last season. Your season ends. There's a dead period essentially until the beginning of April. Right. Then you can run that same schedule where it's you can go twice a week up to two hours through about the middle of May. Then there's another dead period for about two weeks. Then everybody gets the same start date in June. June is just another it's another month of the season. Mm-hmm. You are practicing, you're playing. I think we played roughly that 18 to 22 games in June. The bulk of those are at D1 camp. Right. I go to Fort Wayne for three days. But you go to shootouts. I know we went to East Central shootout and got three games. Went to some other shootouts and got three games. You get to see different players, different teams. I get to catch up with coaching buddies mm-hmm. from around the state, especially up there at D1 from the northern part of the state. July, I have for the last well over a decade. July is probably when we ratchet it down mm-hmm. to where we still go twice a week if kids are in town. We'll come in, we'll, we'll lift, we'll shoot. But if their family has a vacation scheduled, go. Right. Go away, be a kid for a little bit because we're still the size of the school where I've got good baseball players, I've got good 
uh, football players, right. golfers, tennis players. So for a lot of these guys, it doesn't stop. Sure. So July is a little bit quieter. August is that dead period. And then this year was right there at the beginning of end of August. We've been going that two days twice a week since then. Right. This time of the year gets so busy, and I'll give you a snapshot. Last Monday, we had a workout. We also we got middle school started. Okay. So I run middle school tryouts, and my, my staff is there along with the middle school coaches, just so there's plenty of eyes on those kids trying out. Sure. Because that's the, that's the hardest week of the season when you've got to tell some middle school kids that they're just not able to make the team this year. Right. So I want plenty of eyes on them, but then we used to have our high school workout. Tonight we had a high school workout. I left the high school oxygen with 73rd and 4th graders. I'll go back to about 54th or 5th and 6th graders because mm. tonight's our youth league night. Right. So we'll have those guys come in, go through some different station skill work. Our coaches at Coach Youth League will then go draft even teams. Right. So that's all going tonight. Wow. And then the rest of this week, next week, is kind of a chance to catch our breath because the other stuff that's going on is you're just getting everything organized for the season. You're getting schedules put together, all the apparel ordering that's going on, dealing with the supply chain issues and when will things come in. Wow. So this this is a busy, busy time of year. Um, then when actually when our season gets started, things just kind of get in a natural rhythm where you're, you're having your practices, you're right. doing your scouts, you're doing your film work, you're going to middle school games, you're seeing freshman games. And then as you know, as you do the radio, we're hitting our weekend games. Mm-hmm. And then from there, what's the, what's the saying? The, the days are long and the years are short. Here I am sitting here starting year 15. Wow. I don't know where it went. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're definitely in the midst of those right now. The days are very long. But it's enjoyable stuff. I like the group I have. The middle school guys really went hard last week and made tough decisions for us as we as we evaluated those teams. And then it looks like we have, for the last five or six years, <coughs> record numbers third through sixth grade, which is awesome. You made mention you, you like the group that you have. Tell me a little about the makeup of this group. Senior-laden, junior, sen- or sophomores, what, what do you got out on the court this year? Terrence, I'll, let's do this. I'll focus on one tonight. Then when I come back as our season gets going and I kind of know where things are going to fall mm-hmm. in terms of as guys come off football and, and whatnot. But an obvi- a very big obvious piece is 6'8". Mm-hmm. And, and Cole Pride is back for us. He has grown to 6'8". And I don't think he's done growing yet. Good Lord. So he's our lone senior coming back. And... He is, last time we did his wingspan, he's longer than he is taller. So he's unlike any player that definitely that I've coached, either as an assistant or head coach, and even that I've coached against. I mean, we went through Collinsworth at um, mm-hmm. East Central, but he right. was just, he was a big dude, yeah. right? Where Cole is just so different and long. So now my job is we've got to play around him yeah. in terms of some things we're doing schematically, offensively, defensively. It's a great challenge to have because we just... I've not coached a kid like that, so that means a lot of coaches around here have not played against a kid like that, much like I haven't. So it's exciting to kind of move some chess pieces around. What are we going to do defensively? What are we going to do offensively? So still even experimenting with some of those things as some of the other players kind of reveal how much they've grown and developed since last season. Mm-hmm. So last end of the last week, we got some of our uh, tennis players back. So Cole played tennis. A couple other kids played some tennis. So just kind of seeing those guys layer in. Hopefully it's a while before we get our football guys back that they continue to have success through right. that state tournament. But once we get everybody back, we will, we will see how the, the pieces do fall. One thing that I know that's happening, as I talk to other coaches too, happening with us, numbers continue. I'll use the word dwindle. We're fortunate enough to where we'll have 
We'll still field varsity JV and a full freshman team, and many maybe as many as, as ten freshman players, and that's with moving anywhere from a handful of them up mm-hmm. right away to JV. Mm-hmm. So. I can't complain. We're very, 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 very blessed because I know there's schools that haven't had freshman teams for years. They've had wow. C teams. I'm hearing of some area schools where, quite frankly, putting together a middle school team has been a challenge. Really? So a little bit concerning there in terms is, and it's not, it's not wrong. Sure. It's just different than how you and I grew up right. to where some of my dudes are, basketball's not their best sport. It maybe is their third sport. Right. But they're with their buddies during the winter. They're learning different skills. They're getting in, in basketball shape, which will help them for their different sports. But you're definitely seeing that part of things fall off to where if they're not in their mind where they should be in a team, mm-hmm. some kids just aren't playing. They're specializing earlier. And basketball is a lot of hard work. So that part concerns me just a little bit. Sure. Like, we're fine, but I just hope the trend doesn't continue. So I'd hate to see a Indiana high school basketball where most schools don't have freshman teams because all the things that you learn being part of a team especially in basketball yeah. to have those lessons lost is disheartening wow well let's let's keep it right there coach you made mention about the youth league and uh, spoke uh, along those lines with 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 coach Moore um, but I'd like to get your perspective on it I, and uh, I mean you teed it up perfectly my question was how important is it in terms to the lifeblood of Batesville basketball to have these youth leagues and these camps and all these things that you and your staff are involved with um, and getting and reaching those kids at such an early age. It's, it's the lifeblood of a program, and you want your culture to flow all the way through the program. Now, Coach Moore and myself, obviously our focus has to be on the varsity level, but as you, as you build a program, and, I mean, it's just fun tonight because I've got, some of my high school guys helping with youth league night mm-hmm. and right before i stepped out the door to dart down here i was talking about jack runkmeyer i was like jack i remember you going through these things mm-hmm. right you remember him in, in kindergarten camp first grade camp you remember him playing youth league you remember him playing middle school basketball so it's fun um what's awesome is again just as i see the varsity and jv and freshmen kind of work out this fall it's another great group of kids mm-hmm. so my biggest thing is you want the younger kids to see those guys on friday and saturday nights playing with great Emotion, energy, excitement, passion. Yes. But at the end of the day, they're representing Batesville across their chest the highest standard. Yeah. They've been raised well. We we d- jump onto that in terms of our expectations. So you just see that 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 excitement build. So like I said, we've got we're going to have 140 kids three through sixth grade playing youth league basketball, mm. and then a number of those kids at each grade level will be playing the dirt road basketball, which is just another layer of things that's been different in the last eight to ten years, where. A group of, of each grade level will go around and play on Sundays. They'll play two games each Sunday at different locations. So it's good stuff. So I, I would think there's plenty of excitement. Yeah. It's, it's Terrence, I'm getting the age now where I'm very close to seeing some of the guys I coached, especially as an assistant, seeing their kids now going through youth league. Wow. Getting to that, <laughs> getting to that middle school level. That, that hits you hard, doesn't it, coach? Oh, it's like that first time in class where I had one of my. Former students, I had, their, I, viv- I vividly remember that kid coming in my class. I'm like, now who is your parent? <laughs> so, kind of getting used to it now, but that makes it fun. Yeah. And your predecessor, Coach Raver, I mean, he went through all kinds of years of that, and that's, oh, why, wow. that's what makes baseball special. Just Genera- to see those kids and families grow up. Oh, yeah, he, I mean, he went through generations. I mean, not just, not just one generation removed. I mean, he had stories about, yeah, I remember your dad and his dad. Yeah, that's. It does make it does make it special um, in this part of the country when you can do that. So, you've got a, a basketball camp. 
that, that's that's coming up here real soon. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yep, I'll talk about Garrett's game. Remind me to talk about the alumni game. Um, all kinds of different things happening, which makes this time of year fun too. Yeah, but on November. Let's see here, November 12th. We had to move it up a week this, one week this year. November 12th, it's a Saturday. We'll have high school practice, but then we'll have a half hour break. Those guys can grab a snack. Then my high school players will help run the, I think it's our ninth annual Garrett's game camp. Okay. Which you've been blessed to be in the gym. We bring those, those kids back yes. during a ball game and introduce them to the crowd. The real fun is, is that Saturday in November when we, we host a camp for them where my guys put them through different stations, different skills, play. We um, have snacks together. We give them parting gifts. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and Terrence, the reason I moved it up a week is the Special Olympics calendar changed on me where they have a lot of events on that November 19th, which it would have fell this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have lost eight of my kids. Yeah. And I mean, I, when I say my kids, I mean, I've, I've had a, at least a dozen of 15 of those special needs campers come to every single year of Garrett's Gang. Right. So I love seeing them more than anybody. Sure. And the excitement they bring. So we'll do that in there in November, and then we'll bring them back. This year will be the Franklin County game. It's either always Franklin County, North Decatur, whichever one's home. So this year will be the Franklin County game there in January. Daddy. And that we, we couple that with um, first grade night. So those kids are on the gym. Mm-hmm. Sometimes band is, is doing their chili dinner. It's a full gymnasium. Franklin County travels well. And a lot of, a lot of people tell me now, especially from North Decatur and Franklin County, that they always want to go to the Batesville game because they know those kids are going to be there. Right. So everybody gets on their feet. We introduce them. And there is that gym is electric as those kids are announced. Mm-hmm. So nothing better. So that's going on in our alumni game. With It's it's nice to be able to talk about these things after COVID. Yes. Right, because COVID disrupted all these things. But our alumni game, will have that the Friday of Thanksgiving weekend. So we, we have that. The week, the day before we have our first game, right. so we catch a lot of the guys home in different years for Thanksgiving. Right, so it's fun to see those kids, and some of those kids when I was a young assistant now are they're they're in their forties, <laughs> having their families, their upper thirties. Right, right. seeing some of the kids who just graduated last year come back, so it's just cool to see just the different generations come back. And bring their kids and let them see Daddy play on the, the court he played high school basketball on. That's awesome. So those are the two big things before we get to our actual start against Jacksonville. It'll be Garrett's gang and the alumni game. Excited to have both of them back. That's awesome. That is that's awesome. So folks, please make sure you uh, pay attention to those dates. Of course, we'll have it up on Southeastern Indiana's most viewed website, wrbiradio.com. You can check out that information there. Uh, Coach, um, last question. I'll let you get out of here. You've got a lot to do. You've, you've successfully talked me off the ledge. I thought I wanted to coach high school athletics. I do not. You, you took care of that. I appreciate that. Um, but with all sincerity, um, what does Batesville and the surrounding areas, what do they need to know about this club that's going to start here in a couple of weeks? What do you want them to know about your team uh, as the season starts? It's, it's, it's going to follow the same theme my other teams have followed they're going to see quality young men mm-hmm. right we're working right now on building championship individuals so we can have a championship potential team there you go right and that that skill set but more so even more than that i think it's mindset and you'll remember this we're in that phase of the fall season right now where we're doing conditioning in practice mm-hmm. and that time of conditioning keeps getting more and more time to practice that's hard Right. It's not fun, but it builds that mental mindset to go along with the physical skills we're trying to develop. And Terrence, the thing I like about this group, and I, and I, you could see it developing last year, and a lot of these guys were on JV team last year, right? Now mm-hmm. they're coming back and playing. We graduated seven seniors, so yeah. we, we got a lot of uh, spots to fill. But they're constantly chattering to each other 
and much like young guys, sometimes it's it's busting each other's chops. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's good job. Do hey, we need to do this. Hey, we need to play harder. So just you can't put a price tag, a value on communication because it's the hardest thing to get out of young athletes. Right. Um, our skill levels improving. I like where our skill levels at. Now it's just a matter of time once we get all of our pieces together, just hitting that daily rhythm of practice, 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 and then getting ready for our games. And then this year, it'll be no different as far as our schedule. Our schedule's going to be tough. The area schools, quality coaches, quality players. So we're blessed to be in the pocket of, of Indiana High School basketball where every year it's good teams, it's good basketball, and that's why you see so many people come out. And my parting words, Terrence, will be how blessed are we in Batesville, Indiana, and the surrounding area to have WRBI continue to do Coach's Corner and just the recognition of being able to talk about our high school athletes, our student athletes, because we're blessed with such good student athletes and they are students first. Right. Um, it's it's just a blessing and I never take that for granted because I have coaching friends around the state, much bigger schools in Batesville, mm-hmm. in bigger cities, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, sure. Crown Point, etc. They don't get to come on and talk about their kids on the radio very often. Right. So it's just awesome the service you guys provide and those 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 silky vocal cords of yours. Um, it's good to hear them, and, and glad you're taking on this this year in terms of Coach's Corner. And it's it's not falling to the wayside because that'd be that'd be a tragedy. So I do appreciate your time and all that the WRBI does for for our local kids. Well, Coach, we we appreciate you and all you do um, for the kids, folks. That was baseball, basketball, men's head coach Aaron Garrett. Season kicks off in two weeks. Doesn't seem like it would be starting that soon, but it is. And, Coach, we just look forward to seeing you later on down the road. Thanks, Terrence. All right. Coach's Corner continues right after this here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Do you want to save money but you're not sure where to start? Southeastern Indiana, REMC offers these energy-saving tips. Check your home for air leaks around doors and windows. Make sure you have adequate insulation in your attic. And upgrading to more energy-efficient windows can help control the temperature and air infiltration in your home, which saves money and electricity. Visit SEIREMC.com to learn more. These energy-saving tips have been brought to you by Southeastern Indiana REMC, a touchstone energy cooperative. Decatur County Memorial Hospital's Women's Care welcomes board-certified OBGYN Dr. Jamie Cooper. Dr. Cooper joins Dr. Tresca and Dr. Israel in supporting the health and wellness needs of women throughout their lives. Visit their website, dcmh.net, or call DCMH Women's Care at 812-222-2273 for more information. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, the quality care you want. Close by. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere. When you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. 
Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We are here for you. At George's, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ice's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Sports fans, welcome back. Coach's Corner continues live from Ison Family Pizza. I am Terrence Arnie. We have had a great show thus far. We heard from head football coach at Batesville, Evan Ulrey. They got a game Friday night, second round of the sectional playoff. Then we talked to uh, Lady Trojans head coach Kevin Moore out at East Central, and they're getting things cracked up, uh, cranked up right away. A week from tomorrow night. They'll be set to go to start their season. Defending their three-time sectional championship, run three in a row, looking to get to the next level there. And then most recently, head coach at Batesville for the men's team, Aaron Garrett. Boys basketball starts in two weeks. They'll get their season underway, and they've got some great events coming up with Garrett's gang and their camps that they're running out there, um, just doing so much uh, in the name of high school athletics or just athletics in general. Um Coach Garrett, his coach, is just really involved at every level. I mean, they are uh, spotlighting and earmarking kids as early as third grade um, to uh, develop them and help them along the way. That's some exciting stuff. But now we bring in the closer. We will end things tonight talking about Batesville Swim with head coach Gregory Mulligan. And coach, uh, thanks for joining us in the corner. Yeah, it's great to be here. So I... um, I would I don't I take no pride in and, and no shame either in not knowing much about swim in at the high school level. Uh when I went to school, our school didn't didn't have a swim team at all. Yeah. In, in fact I don't even I could I can't even think of maybe one team in the whole region that maybe had uh had facilities or had a swim team. So um it is definitely foreign to me, so I'm gonna ask you a whole bunch of questions. Absolutely. As if I know nothing about it because <laughs> that would be true. Um but first off, coach, uh just tell us about your, your season and what the basketball uh, excuse me, swim season starts yeah, swim season for our girls started today. Okay. We had our very first practice today with uh, fourteen of our fifteen girls in the water. Okay, um, and it was it was just one of those things where it's like we got to feel you out. We got to figure out if you if you can swim. Sure. And we were very very blessed today to have that opportunity to to say that yeah we're we're going to be in a really good state compared to years past. Right. Um, and I'm not 
dogging on anybody, sure. but it's one of those things where we have been very fortunate to get our numbers to grow um, mm-hmm. over the last uh, five, six years that I've been the head coach. And, um, you know, we, we are pretty much at max capacity at this point. Wow. Um, we've got 29 in the water. We have room for 30 at this point. Um, and we're just we're just doing the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the girls even said before they left the pool, like, we really feel like we're in a better state than we were last year, last two years. Um, so our senior class has seen a lot. Yep. Um, we've got uh, we've got four seniors on the girls squad right now, um, and it's just one of those things where we're just going to do the best that we can do with the kids that we can put in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season will basically run uh, through the beginning of February. Second week of February is the state meet, um, but our sectional meet is that that weekend before, um, and then the boys will just kind of taper off there two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, IHSA just has a stagger start for boys and girls swim and. That's that's how we roll. That's a that's a pretty long season. How many how many meets are are there uh, for you this season? So this season we're running about thirteen or fourteen, if I remember correctly. Um, IHSA limits us to eighteen meets that we can do, and that's all inclusive. So that's okay. invitational, dual meets, tri meets, whatever configuration that that could potentially be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our meets we have are triangular meets. Um, so not having a host. Uh, a pool to host at mm-hmm. um, gives us a little bit of a disadvantage in just being able to do, you know, dual meets just right. because we have to fit in as many as we can for EIAC and, you know, just seeing people around the area. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're sitting at that 13, 14 mark. Um, some of our highlight meets, uh, we are going to go for the very first time to the Lawrenceburg Invitational the mm. first week of December. Okay. Um, we got an invite to that. Um, we're going to be going to the Shelbyville Relay Meet, which is always fun. It's kind of crazy, wacky relays that they put into the pool instead right. of, you know, more of a traditional swim meet. Um, and then kind of our, our big meet right before we go into sectionals we actually go to the iu natatorium up in indianapolis and mm. swim a uh, schools with no pools invitational <laughs> um they rent out the iu nat uh we get to swim where olympians you know wow. swam and stood and we get to see their names on the walls and you know just about every single one of our kids loves that meet sure um and they always keep questioning me like do we have to leave so fast because they want to get past that window where they don't have to go to their first class in the morning <laughs> <laughs> right now uh you you use the term traditional swim meet so walk me through if, if uh, we're we're going to a meet and it's a traditional swim meet so so how does scoring work how does how do i win yeah so our teams are um you know they they compete as you know a men's and women's team mm-hmm. um so there are going to be events specifically for um for that there's going to be essentially uh, oh gosh, uh, 11 events over the course of the meet, uh, three relays, eight individuals, um, plus diving. If the, you know, the team has a diving program or even the, the, uh, boards to do it. I know sure. Milan is one of those schools. They don't have a diving board. Um, but Greensburg, East Central, South Dearborn, all of our competitors within the EIAC do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we just, we start off with a, a medley relay. We go into the 200 free, 200 IM, 50 free. Uh, have a short break in the diving uh, segment of our meet, and then we get into, I'm going to say it wrong, uh, <laughs> it should be the 100 fly, 100 free, 500 free, 200 free relay, 
100 backstroke, 100 breaststroke, 400 IM. So wow. it's, you know, it's a, it's a long day. Sure. Um, each kid can swim up to four events. Okay. Um, so they can do two individuals and two relays, or they can do three individuals and one, or sorry, three relays and one individual. Right. Um, so there's a little bit of strategy involved. Like, do we want to go all out and get the double points from the relays? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to try to, you know, be a little bit more diverse in where we put kids right. so that we can try to earn those points in those individual events because um, we generally only score to five okay but there's six people allowed in the pool okay so you know the scoring system goes you know in in the that staggering increment where that first place could have the potential to get uh, up to seven mm-hmm. and that sixth place could potentially get one or we could start scoring at five and then we go five three two one Right. And then the rest of the places are kind of a wash at that point. Okay. So it it kind of varies depending on what we're looking for in terms of the meet. Um, you know, generally we have a basic conversation with uh, the other coach and um, the official that's there for the day, and just kind of figure out how we want to score it. Um, but I would say a majority of our meets are scored that seven to one, so that all of our kids have that opportunity to score. Okay, makes um, makes sense. Yeah. So in the EIC, who would you say? I don't want to sort of say your toughest competition, but who, who do the girls like to c- compete up, uh, go up against most? Yeah, I mean, the, I honestly think that our teams like to go up against all of them in the EIAC. Um, it's one of those things where I was actually a South Dearborn graduate, mm-hmm. um, and I was around when Batesville Swimming started their okay. program. Um, so it's one of those things where it's just like I got to see – and swim against the guys that now, you know, I'm coaching in this color. Um, and so I've seen a lot of different things happen in the EIAC where, you know, South Dearborn used to have a very strong women's program. Um, you know, I mean, heck, one of their graduates is now the head coach at Northwestern University. Or, wow. Yeah, Northwestern up in Chicago. Wow. Um, so it's just one of those things where, like, there's been a long standing tradition there. Um, the some previous coaches over at East Central, um, her son swims for the famous Bob Bowman over at Arizona State. You know, and for those of you listening that don't know the name Bob Bowman, that is Michael Phelps's coach. Wow. Um, so he, you know, he's one of those uh, one of those amazing athletes. And mm-hmm. so again, like tradition has oozed out into right. other places within the within the country. And um, you know, like just to just to be able to sit here and say we can be competitive with a lot of those programs is great. Um, East Central is definitely one of the tougher um, tougher teams to go up against, mm-hmm. uh, just because they have a lot more depth. They have uh, just a, a larger program in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to debut their beautiful facility here in a couple of weeks for their high school program. Um, which you know we are very lucky to be able to swim at for our conference meet, mm-hmm. um, but. We're also very lucky that our boys get to have a close sectional meet, right? Because they're going to be hosting the sectional meet this year for us, and um, you know that's going to take off, you know, a lot of nerve off of me, right? Because I'm not going to have to be driving a a minibus (laughs) to Columbus in you know the middle of February, so that's going to be a little bit of a, a nice relief, but. You know, it's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to show up and do the best that we can. And, I mean, that's all I can ask these kids to do. So when you move from regular season to postseason, um, there, I'm, I'm assuming there, there are opportunities for the individuals to, to – yeah. 
to rank and, and yep. win recognition on the state level as yes. well as the team, right? Yeah, so it's uh, it's tough. Um, I would say that swimming probably has some of the toughest standards. And, I mean, obviously we don't have a gymnastics program or whatever else that you know some of the bigger schools have. But swimming definitely has a very small pool to go from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Ohio, you look at Kentucky, and there's different divisions for programs. Indiana only has one. Wow. Um, so you – like we're going to go for our girls. They're going to travel to Columbus North uh, mm-hmm. High School at the beginning of February, and we're going to swim with Columbus North, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, East Central, um, and just, you know, a lot of people that are coming through there. Um, there is a, a swimmer that went through the Bloomington South program, if I remember correctly, and she's swimming at IU right now. She was at the FINA World Championships last summer. Um, so, like, they're swimming up against – the best of the best of the national level swimmers um there's a there's still a school or a a meet record that was posted by one of the bloomington schools um in the 200 im and i cannot remember the name off the top of my head i'll probably come up randomly (laughs) Um, but i mean he's a a a famous swimmer that's Mm -hmm. just like wow like that's who's our sectional record holder wow um but anyway um they they basically have to win that meet Mm -hmm. in order to go you have to win an individual event mm-hmm. or qualify with the state standard at that meet to get to the state meet. Wow. That's the only way in. That's that that sounds tough. And there's only thirty two spots. So let me see. I want to make sure I got this right. So of all the sectionals yep. and all of the state, you have to obviously outperform everybody else at that sectional and yep. then be one of the top thirty two people in the state to go so we have i believe we have 24 sectionals okay so of all the schools they combine into those 24 sectionals there's 24 automatic qualifiers right the way that they fill it is anybody that gets the state cut goes okay um then let's say that there's only 26 Mm -hmm. that met that met those standards okay the next fastest of all of the sectionals will then fill in Mm. So if you win, you are guaranteed a spot to go up to the IU Natatorium and, and swim. Okay. Um, and then you have to, again, you have to meet yeah. that time, which, I mean, is substantially fast mm-hmm. um, to be able to qualify for the meet by a time standard. Right. Which, you know, in certain sectionals, I mean, including ours, there's times where we have three guys going under the state cut in one event. Wow. Um, but, you know, and then you look at, you know, any of the Indianapolis schools and you look at Carmel sure. and they're, they're qualifying three guys in every event. Right. So then that goes from three slots available or 32 slots available right. to, you know, that's reduced by three yeah. plus all the other guys that are going in there. So it fills up very, very quickly and they will go above 32, mm-hmm. but it's they're filling to a minimum of 32. I see. OK. Wow. So, to, I mean, so to. So to just make it yeah. would be <laughs> is an amazing. honor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we and we've had Bryce Timonera and Matt mm-hmm. Weiler and Thomas Hatcher and those guys. Yeah. Have, they've ranked very well. They've finished within the top eight at this at that state meet. Wow. Um, you know, and when when I swam for our sectional, like they only had twelve people qualify for finals. Yeah. Now the kids are lucky; they get to qualify for sixteen. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like it. It doesn't get any easier, no. you know, and it, those time standards keep dropping. I think I counted eight um, of the time standards this season were slower than previous year, but it was by less than a half a second mm. um, it, per event. Sure. 
I can talk. This is, this, this is fascinating. So I, I can let you tell me about swim all day long, but, but and it sounds like. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the the, the competitive nature. It just seems like for me, it's so intriguing because you're competing against yourself in terms of my best time. Absolutely. But at the same time, you want to make sure that time gets you there. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's goes beyond that. Like you know, you you can. You can have a in-season goal. You can have an end-of-season goal. You can right. have an end-of-career goal. Like, all of these other things go into it. So if you look at kind of the the larger picture, especially within the uh, the Olympic Games aspect, right? Right. Um, some of these guys may not go a lifetime best time in three years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go to the Olympic trials like, oh, there's a world record. There's my best time, whatever. And like you'll hear rowdy gains all the time. Just be like, that's an in-season record. That's a you know lifetime best for the swimmer. And it's sure. just like a lot of these people don't get that. Right. You know, you don't get how hard it is to work to get, you know, a, a fastest time by point zero one because um, that's what we're that's what we're measuring to right and you have to have your hand on the wall first to get that gold medal or to get that qualifying time or you know whatever it is and that's fractions of a second that's a that's a blink yeah coach listen I appreciate you giving us all of this insight in into swim and I, I do this frequently um, with a lot of the coaches that come, and, and you'll be no different. You have a hot microphone in your hand for all of southeastern Indiana to hear. If I'm an incoming freshman, or maybe I'm a, a sophomore or junior, and I want to be involved in some type of competitive sport, and yeah, I can swim a little bit. What's your pitch? What 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 do they need to know about, um, about your squad um, that would make me want to come out and be a part of Batesville Swim? Yeah, so my biggest thing is that we are going to welcome anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to turn anybody down until I get at capacity, which very clearly um, has been working over the, the last couple of years because we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the sport. I love being able to coach it, and I just want these kids to know that every single day I'm thinking about how can I get you better? How right. can I make you a better swimmer? How can I make you a better person? How can I make you just better in general? Right. Um, so if you're interested in this program, come on out. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, I I could talk about this for days. Um, I won't bore everybody with all the, all the details and everything that I've got to go through to make sure these kids are ready to compete. But it's just one of those things where that is my goal ultimately mm-hmm. is to make sure that they are ready to compete day in, day out, um, regardless of the amount of time that we have in the pool, regardless of the amount of space that we have, um, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it worth their while. Coach, let's stay in contact because I definitely want to bring you back in late uh, mid uh, late January, mid February as you get yeah. closer to the postseason. Um, and uh, would, yeah, I'd love to see how the season went and. Uh, uh, what we can expect when you guys make it to sectional. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Wow. Coach, again, thank you so much. That was uh, swim coach from Batesville High School, Coach Gregory Mulligan, telling us everything that we never knew about swim and how exciting and competitive the sport really is. This has been a great Coach's Corner once again, brought to you by Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet, Buick, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment,
Great Plains Communications, Brunswick, Gus Wilder, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Hurt Nelco, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. We want to also give a thanks to our other guests that joined us, Coach Evan Allred of the Batesville Bulldogs, uh, Coach Kevin Moore of the Lady Trojans from East Central, and Batesville men's basketball head coach Aaron Garrett, and of course, uh, head swim coach Greg Mulligan. Thanks to all of those folks for making this show what it was. We will do this again, same time, same place next week. So for all of us here at WRBI, including my man John Heil back at the station, sir, thanks so much for all you do. And in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself, he would always say, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. Thanks for listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.